Welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Recap. It is Monday, May 2? Yeah, that's right. 2nd of May. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. You guys are joining us for Moon Knight Episode 5, Asylum. This episode is directed by Muhammad Diab and written by Rebecca Kirsch and Matthew Orton. Very cool. Okay. I, this is, I'm going to call it out, this is my favorite episode so far. Oh, okay. You like it better than next week's. I think so. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell with Amit's future that I'm gonna like this. I like this episode better, actually. Uh, okay, before we get into it, uh-huh. I've I've read one complaint online so far. So let me hmm. ask you if you agree with this singular complaint. Yeah, there's not enough Moon Knight in this whole series. Heroing, like being a like hero, a superhero, Moon Knight, actual Moon Knight. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. When you compare it to like the Daredevil, yeah, like even he doesn't have the Daredevil suit at the start of the show, but he's being a hero a lot of the time. Yeah, I kind of agree with that one could argue this is a different take on superheroes though well yeah i mean the character of mark specter is like multiple characters if you will so there's like more right. real estate of the regular people they so to, you know. do you like that about the character because you're you're the moon knight person of the show okay are, are you still mad that there's not enough superhero moon knighting or is it like this is what the story is it's it is more about the split personality i think so i think i'm fine with it i think i'm fine with with less action on the superhero side of things. I like the mythical stuff, right? The Egyptian god stuff. Yeah. But also uh, the struggles the regular person has to deal with is actually the interesting part to me. What Mark and Steven have to do. Okay, yeah. I I do like it. I think not enough Moon Knight is fine. I would be mad if if the other stuff was not good, but it is very good. The Egyptian god stuff. Well, the 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 duality of Mark and Steven. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it triality? Is it is that the right word? Tribalality. That might be limiting it. It might be more. You still don't know. So um, we know that there is a third identity. We saw the sarcophagus shaking. We saw v- events of him killing people and then neither of them admitting to doing it, right? Okay, yeah, not remembering it even. Yeah. yeah. And then get this. There's hints of it in the first episode. Um, there, There's more hints? Are you talking about the, the bloody battle or other stuff? Well, I guess uh, other stuff. Okay, there's more, t- more yeah. hints of that? Um, um, do you remember in the first episode, he goes to work, Steven goes to work, and then there's like a tour guide that's like, hey, can't wait for our date, right? Oh, you think that wasn't Mark that set up the date? It was. A Why would third? Mark set up the date? He's married, like he's in love with Layla and stuff and, and all that. What? He's trying to move on. I don't think it was Mark. <laughs> okay. Okay. Curious about that. I Well, in my head, I, we haven't met this character yet, but the third yeah. guy, I imagine him as more of like a, likes people less than Mark even, but. Okay. Now, um, the opening of this episode. There's a bunch of like flashes of things to come, like the cave and then the mother yeah, screaming. Right. And then um and then it cuts to back at the asylum in Harrow's office. Okay. Yeah. Mark is there screaming and he has a bandage over his nose like he's bloodied up, right? Right. I don't that's don't think that's Mark. So that's a good point because because as Harold is talking to him, he mentions about all the stuff apparently Mark has been talking about, mm-hmm. about the hippo lady, yeah, about, I guess, just ha- trying to talk to Steven. Yeah. And we never really saw Mark say this stuff to Harold, this, this doctor Harold, right. this therapist Harold, right? So in the asylum, there's like two scenarios, even in the asylum, right? There's one right. where he's talking to Dr. Harrow, and there's one where 
He's with the hippo goddess. Yeah, like running around with, the with, halls. With Steven. Yes, correct. So even in that element, I'm like kind of confused of what is real and what is not. It took me a second. It took me a rewatch to figure yeah. out where we're at. Yeah. Where, who are we following? Mm-hmm. What, what, what layer of dream are we in? <laughs> it was yes. like Inception, basically, right? <laughs> yeah. Watch that scene again, the opening scene where he's in his office and he's bloodied up. Because in this scene, he's like, he's kind of acting different. And he's like, okay, I'm fine. And he grabs like the little paperweight. He's like, I guess I'll just leave now. And then they have to like sedate him because he's kind of loose. Yeah. Right? I don't think that's Mark or Steven. Oh, the one that's acting like that? Yeah. And when you look at him, he talks differently too than Mark. I took it to mean that Mark Uh had the realization that being sedated, being uh, filled with up with drugs. Yeah will put him in the state that will push him to where the hippo lady is, to that yeah. other realm, other layer. So I think right. he intentionally tried to act crazy, tried to act weird mm-hmm. so that they would sedate him. That's Look at that, it, watch that, it again. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't think it's Mark. I think it's a third identity because they never say who he is, right? It's just implied. And I think they do it quickly so that the audience will just think it's Mark. But when you watch it again, his... Demeanor? Demeanor, his... Um, what do you call it? Uh, the way talk kind of thing tone accent his mannerisms okay are not of that of mark and it's definitely not steven because he has an american accent and one could say it's even a new york accent oh okay really yeah yeah. that's that's another sign that's another clue right and then he has a bandage on his nose that's bloody and the rest of the episode it's not there at all oh wow yeah well again this is like a whole (laughs) is this office even real i don't know (laughs) is this show even real (laughs) am i even watching this right now am i living it Um, so they do sedate him yeah and then that like you said pushes him into the other kind of reality in the asylum with the hippo goddess and with Stephen now as a third person right they're just like screaming at this tarot I believe is the name of this hippo goddess right and uh, the hippo goddess explains that actually you two you Mark you're dead you died you got shot by Harrow Mm -hmm. and you are in this like uh, the duat yes which is like the journey to the afterlife for the Egyptian okay so it's kind of like a River sticks for the Greeks or whatever, right? right? Like, like leading you towards the afterlife. Yes, this is where we weigh your heart. I guess scale, yeah, your see life. If you're, if you're, yeah. have a balanced heart, is what they say. Yeah, and when he exits the asylum, it is like this giant ship yeah. going through the sands of the afterlife. A big surprise. He thought it was just going to look like. Uh, a regular psych ward again, yeah. but he realizes no, this is the duet. We're actually like it's like the desert. It's like the sh- we're on a ship, yeah, and it's like flowing through this sea of sand, right? And he's saying like we have to balance your hearts, right? And they have two hearts apparently because they're two lives. And he says if it's not balanced by the time we get there, you'll be like stuck here and you won't get into the uh, the field of reeds. That's right. Yeah. Like, the good afterlife, yeah. Otherwise, you're stuck here and you're gonna get frozen, fall into the sands. Yes forever be a sand zombie you know (laughs) fall in there yeah so they have to do this whole like mark this is your life kind of event right right reliving memories so that their con his conscience is clear and i guess so that steven knows the truth which is the only reason it's not balancing i see okay right it's kind of steven's not knowing is weighing him down in a way right right? so guilt I guess they have to go through each possible door. They're looking through the hallway of that like imaginary psych ward. Yeah. And just looking through the door and seeing recent memories, Conchu like shifting the skies, right? Yeah. Him being Moon Knight, things like that. Mm-hmm. Until they see a one doorway that leads to like the streets. And it looks like 
Mark is just standing there and is like wondering, like, what's so special about this memory? And he like pulls him like, we don't have to look at that one yet. Yeah, kind of scary thing. But then uh, they hear like a child yelling out. Right. And they go running to one of the doors. Well, Stephen goes running while Mark is really trying to slow things down, does not want to follow it. Mark knows this child. He knows what Stephen's about to learn and he doesn't want him to know about it. Yes. And they enter this room and it's like the cafeteria or whatever. Oh, yeah. Of the psych ward. But every seat is filled with like almost like a zombified person and these are all the people that mark has killed yeah as a mercenary it's uh it, it, or like that or, or as moon knight right like all the people Khonshu ordered him to go kill the kind of his victims right but they yeah. presume to be bad people they're all bad people they're like um did you say like they're like killers murderers like yeah. yeah so he it still feels he feels guilt about it right yeah right he remembers each of them right and steven is kind of surprised that he did all this. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah. How does Steven not remember any of this? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Right. And then he sees the boy who's like running through the, the hall there and he follows him and then he realizes they lead to a memory of when Mark was a child and that boy is actually his younger brother. That's right. They go to like a backyard barbecue, right? For the yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Tell me, uh, am I wrong in this? Does the dad look like a Latino Rick Moranis? He looks like, um, what's his name? There's a comedian that looks like him. Uh, I think, the, is it the guy that's in Venom? In Venom? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember Venom. I, know, I think I, okay. But I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> I saw, I saw Rick Mor- Moranis. Okay. I, he looked like Fred Armisen. <laughs> Very, that too. <laughs> yeah. But it's like happy times in this memory, right? It's just like yeah. family type stuff. And uh, the two kids decide to go run off, uh, play games, whatever, into like the woods. Yeah. Right. Which leads them all the way into the cave. And as you- Your parents are terrible. <laughs> I, I, they say like kids used to just be able to go out out in the open and do whatever yeah. were you past that like time period or whatever was the world already rough where you can just go on your bike and go out and when i was that age i lived in san francisco oh okay that's a different story we could go out but it was like i could play i remember i could play with the kids across the street but we could play in their driveway and that's it okay yeah but it's not like this where you can go out to the, the caves no, i never went into a cave you never went to the caves child. no i never no. When the parents were not around? <laughs> no. I wouldn't want to either. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? Why would you want it? <laughs> and then it starts to rain. Mm-hmm. And I remember the younger brother was like, we should go back. And then Mark was like, nah, let's just go. It'll be fine. We'll be in the cave. <sighs> And uh, it gets really dire as the water starts to really fill up the cave. Right. Ultimately, them alluding to the brother kind of drowning in, in a flood of the cave. Steven is there watching it, right? And he's like, you could tell the pain in him, like trying to reach for the child, like trying to get to them. Yeah. Even though this is not real anymore. This is a memory. Yeah. Uh, it's him kind of living this for the first time. Right. Well, Mark, we presume this, he knows this already. Yeah. Um, and then it takes Mark to another like kind of room leading them to like the Shiva, like the the funeral for the younger brother. Right. And we see the shot of Stephen kind of in shock in this moment, kind of traumatic surprises, like kind of dripping wet from the memory. So the dad is Jewish? I think the mom is Jewish. She's Jewish and the dad is Latino? I think the dad's definitely Latino Rick Moranis. Okay. Somebody has to be Jewish. It's the the (laughs) rules, right? Yeah. Why would they have a Shiva if they're (laughs) neither Jewish? I, I, I think so. Okay. This is a big part of the... Uh, Mark Spector character is yeah, Jewish identity. Yeah. Yes. So they hired a Latino actor, of course, right. obviously. <laughs> a lot of people were actually kind of mad. 
that that they didn't identify like a Jewish person for this role. I've never met um, a Latino Jewish person. Me neither. I get. Does that exist I, anywhere? We've had this debate before, and we're not going to do it again. Would we, we did? But Jewish is a religion. And this is my. You're going to get in trouble like Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Well, okay. Jewish is a religion and not a race. That's how I see it. Okay. Because any race could be could go follow Judaism. Yeah, right? that's so true. That's, that's how I see it. I'll just I'll just say I'll just agree with you here on the podcast because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> say what you think. No. <laughs> Actually, I think you're the one that would be. I don't know. I'll just agree with you. Okay, can, can you, so right. you could be Latino and Jewish. So there's nothing. So Sam, nothing. And totally, you're saying you can't. I you totally it. can't. <laughs> And the mom now, this is the leads to Mark's whole trauma because the mom right. so distraught and she's yelling at Mark saying, this is all your fault. Yeah. The death of your brother is 100% your fault and not my fault. I was a good parent. <laughs> I don't know what it is with comics, but they always make the parents to be pretty bad. Yeah. Well, a lot of the times. Most superheroes Pe- are from trauma. Peacemaker, Shazam yeah. had a pretty bad mother too. Remember that in the movie? Yeah. I, it's kind of debate which is the worst one. She is up there there with like the mandarin and thanos as like the worst marvel parent <laughs> there's a character called son of satan <laughs> in marvel she's worse <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, she's kind of becomes a drunk after this, right? Yeah. And like skipping his birthdays, right? Being kind of a crap parent. She's not even there. The dad is trying to maintain a normalcy life for Mark, but Mark can't, doesn't even accept it. He, he can't accept it. The mom is too much. Yes, he doesn't even shrink them at all, right? No. <laughs> But uh, he's trying to keep it together, get the family together. Maybe the brother didn't die. He just shrunk him and they couldn't find him. He's stuck in the, he's alive in the cave. He's in the quantum realm. (laughs) It's it's all connected. So we're living through the memory. Like Stephen cannot accept this. He, he kind of just views his mom as a perfect person, but they kind of jumped to later down in a different memory where Mark finally decides to just like leave because yeah. the dad's not figuring out how to handle the mom and he kind right. of just leaves on his own kind of young, right? Yeah. I'm assuming this is like after high school, like right after high school. It could be like just at the end of high school, like still yeah. kind of pretty young. like Yeah. yeah. And I think he goes to like the Marines or something like this. Becomes a military person, right? Yeah. They don't. I don't think they disclose which branch or whatever, but he yeah, goes to the military. Sure. Yeah. And this is like to Steven, none of this is real because he doesn't remember it. He had a happy life. Yeah. It's, it's all in his head that it was all happy, right? Right. And like them kind of fighting in the middle of the street, it jumps them to when Mark died the first time. Right. Right. Like in, again, in, in the Egypt. desert, in the Egypt, um, him confessing that uh, he became a mercenary and in this bad mission, his boss, the Bushmen, decided to kill all the witnesses right. and he couldn't save them. One of those witnesses was Layla's father. Right. We see him there on the, in the sand too, right? Right. Pretty sad. Uh, this is the real like origin of the Moon Knight character, right? Yeah. In the comics. He crawls to the Moon Knight um, statue or whatever and and I think he's about to kill himself, right? Yes. But Khonshu, like, appears, says, if you accept my mission to be my Moon Knight, I'll give you back your life. He, like, signs on the dotted line and yeah. he decides to become the Fist of Vengeance Moon Knight. Right. Uh, he chooses him because, in the comics, he says, like, I chose you because you're so broken and easy to manipulate. Yeah, yeah. Khonshu's not a pretty, he's not a good guy. No, he doesn't care, really, about Mark, as long as he does what he says. I, you kind of see in this, too, he's just like, what a 
waste. He doesn't really like see yeah. him as a person, just no. potential. Yeah, like you're pathetic. Like you, you could be More. really cool, but you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's saying. I, that's what I hear when I hear Kanchu talk. Dang. Okay. I was, I was thinking like you're such a cool badass soldier, but you're gonna die. <laughs> He's just like, man, if you would just be the third identity all the time. Yeah, the one I like. Yeah. What if Kanji's like super cool with that guy, like they're best buds? <laughs> he kind of sees Mark as the second idiot. Yeah. Uh, and this is when he becomes Moon Knight for the first time. Yeah. This is the events of Moon Knight number one in the comics. And then uh, I think they just get pulled back into the ship, I believe. Yeah. Because I think like um, we see now in the duet, like a bunch of souls pretty much are falling from the sky into the sands yeah and Tererit is that her name Tarawet says like these souls are being sent without being like properly judged like their lives are not balanced and they're being sent here too early it's because Harrow has pretty much released Amit and they're just judging people now this is going yeah. on in like the top level right like it's a real real world yeah so like in Inception rules yeah this is them on the plane asleep <laughs> right okay <laughs> this is them like crashing in the car really slowly or is that no, i think even that is not real oh my in inception god okay i gotta watch that again yeah is that no because the real one is they're just on the plane they're on the plane yeah okay because they're trying to infiltrate they're on like first class yeah okay <laughs> the guy bought the plane <laughs> it, what's is it killian or cillian murphy killian killian murphy okay okay anyways yeah that's where we're at <laughs> in moon knight as the um, so they they have to they they want tara wet to like tell Conchu, like tell Layla to bring back Conchu so we can have our super suit so that we can yeah. be, come back to life mm-hmm. and uh, figure out how to defeat Harrow. So Tarot changes course, right? Yeah. I think she tries to flip the ship around and now they're going to the gates of Osiris, I think. They're trying to get, yeah, to basically the route to like the living world. So. Yes. Go back. Let's, yeah. We got to go back. Your kids, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Martha. <laughs> So then, um, but they if they get back and their thing is not balanced yet, they mm-hmm. still won't be able to go back to the real world. So they're like, you got to finish going through your memories. There's still more to go, right? Yeah. And then Mark is talking to Steven. He's like, I don't want to live these memories. He just wants to like he's talk like, about it. It's not worth it. He's like, what do you mean it's not worth it? Like all these people are going to die. Layla will die because you're scared to relive these memories. And it'll be on you. It's all your fault. Yeah. And this, this is like the trigger word for Mark. It's all your fault fault and then does he just go crazy again he's like slapping his head and then goes back again into the office with harrow right as uh he's yelling at him so this is the van scene in inception when he's ah, with harrow i see okay <laughs> okay and uh, so who is here now is it is it mark or is it's it it's mark but without the bandage nodes if you notice this is clean cut now. it just fell off but there's no blood or anything and then um he can oh, harrow convinces mark to let steven out i think think okay right and then steven is like surprised to see him yeah and then and then we lead to the whole like flashback of how steven first originated so this is again like a traumatic moment where the mom is beating on the door of his like childhood bedroom as mark is like sitting in the corner Mm -hmm. and looking at that poster of his hero steven grant he decides to make a different uh consciousness in his head and this is the origin of Stephen Grant, him acting British. Yes. Right. And uh, he picks Stephen Grant because in the tagline of the poster, it's like something like, 
has no fear. Has no fear, mm-hmm. right? So like he can never be scared. And he's cleaning up and the mom gets in there, right? And you assume she like beats him, but he just won't remember that because he's Steven. Because he has no fear. Yeah. And like the mom is beating up Mark, but Steven's there. So like, I, I, it's just like a pushing it away in his memory. Yeah. Yeah. So Steven is maybe the one receiving it, but he's not going to remember this because right. that's how he works. That's yeah. how he's supposed to work. That's why Mark made him. Yeah. And that's how it like explains like... Steam is realizing he's not the original person and that like he was made up and it's kind of his realization for this other consciousness too. Yeah. Pretty, pretty weird. They go back into the hallway and then Steven's realizing now like, I'm not real. You just made me up. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Like everything I lived was fake. And then Mark is also yelling at him like, who cares? Like you had the happy life. You should be happy that I like hid all this from you. Shielded it from him. Right. Yeah. And he's like, who cares? It's not real. Like, I'm not real. You made me up. Yeah. And then I think he gets elevated again to Harrow. And Harrow is the one that actually explains... Uh, at this point that his mom passed already and and then well steven's saying like his mom is dead and then harrow's like no she's alive i can call her right now and then uh, harrow yeah. calls the mom right yeah and this is how i know i guess this is how i know it's not real because he, steven doesn't have a mom he's steven is not real yeah well he's he views his mom in a different way i think it's the same mom same like like look in his head but is alive yeah and it's nicer i guess yeah yeah and then he hands him the phone and this is when he's just like she's she's dead yeah and she he's accepting it that everything by him saying that he's accepting that everything mark said is true this whole memory and kind of accepting it yeah and then uh i guess we get jumped into the actual memory of like when he was in the, the, in the shiva where, where mark was in the street it would not go to uh see his his dad because he can't right. face him in this moment after all of this after being the moon knight for so long, he can't yeah. face his father and he just kind of is drunk on the street and yeah. goes uh, into like a little rant there, kind of falling to the ground. And this is when Steven, they start to like mix up their worlds now, right? Right. I think he becomes Steven more, most of the time now. More often. Yeah. I think um, they say that event, the Shiva, was two months before the start of the show. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark is so sad that I think he fully gives up his time to Steven. And now Steven has like a full life. Like he is, has a job and all that. A goldfish. Yeah. He's a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of just makes sense, like makes uh, excuses for everything. Why is he in America when he's a British guy and all right. things like that. Yeah. And it all just cleanly fits everywhere but the the two that are watching like the mark and the steven they're they're talking to each other on the street they kind of uh they have like a goodwill hunting moment where he's like it's not your fault it's not your fault mark (laughs) as he kind of lives through the traumatic moments of his his mother right Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how it ends right well they go back onto the ship right Mm -hmm. and uh they're like we have to balance this we're almost back to like reality real world and then um all the people that mark killed as moon knight like they're coming back i'm like boarding the ship as like zombies right yeah sand zombies yeah so then like mark is like steven just hide and i'll i'll fight these guys i'll kill them again <laughs> but he can't do it he can't do it there's too many and he's not moon knight anymore he doesn't have those superpowers so he's just fighting him in his pajamas yeah and uh, it takes steven actually to muster up the strength to defeat these yeah uh, to help him to help him and they they defeat them but uh steven goes overboard into yes. the sand which is kind of 
poetic because Mark created Stephen to save him from the trauma. Oh, wow. And that's literally what he did. He saved him from dying and falling into the sand. And when he falls into the sand, he is then like frozen into the sand. Yeah. And like petrified. Assuming he's gone forever. And like Mark is screaming to him, like, we have to go back, whatever. It's like the saddest thing. It's almost like his brother died again. I, right. Like his, that is, Stephen is like his brother now. Yeah. Well, really pretty poetic there. Yeah. He sacrificed himself to save Mark, the yeah. real person, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. As he kind of like disappears into the sand forever. Yeah. Even though Mark's saying he'll come back for him. Yeah. It takes Stephen kind of leaving, going overboard for his heart to kind of be balanced Balance. on the scales. Yeah. And then automatically, he's just pushed into that peaceful field of reeds. Yeah. It's very so, gladiator look. Right, yeah. So now he's back there. Do you think he's going to awaken in the real world? Like, my guess is he's going to awaken from that and Layla is like giving him CPR or something. I don't know. It's, or fixed him from his gunshot wound. It's kind of tricky because the whole idea, the mythology is the idea. You're supposed to end up at the field of reeds. That's the yeah. end point where he's But they turned around. Happy. So I don't know. They were almost, I think they were like really literally close to those gates of Osiris, right? Yeah. Where the route to go up back into so the living world. So you think he didn't make it? I think he didn't make it to the goal he was trying to. Oh, wow. But of course, there's another episode. Something's going to happen yeah. where he gets booted back up into. Maybe Layla frees Khonshu and then Khonshu pulls him out of the afterlife. After, out of death into. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to take Layla to like fix everything. She's going to be the hero Possibly. at the end of the story to. Yeah. Uh, Overall, this episode was the most dramatic. Most heart-wrenching yeah. to me. This show, I feel like, is on par with Loki. Really? Even on the things that happen. Like, in Loki, he, he goes into, like, the void, right? And he sees a bunch of other Lokis. And then he has to get out of there into the real world to save the day. I see this is saying. what Mark's doing now in this episode. And they're both the fifth episode. So like the arch, the story arch of the whole series is kind of mirroring each other. It's so funny because in my head, I viewed this as the last few episodes of WandaVision. Okay. Like the familial trauma that she's going through and kind of realizing yeah. what is actually going on, mm -hmm. which is not, it's not Mark's journey, it's Steven's journey here. Yeah. And that's how I saw it. Which is so funny because- <laughs> <laughs> the duality of Stephen and Mark reminds me of um, Bucky and uh, Sam in Falcon Winter Soldier. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you see the poetry in Pizza Dog. It's very <laughs> I always watch this and think, what if? <laughs> uh I think th this is climbing up there in my, my yeah. scaling. I, I really didn't like the beginning of the show. and it's, At it's, all? I think so. I'm just admitting, I didn't really like the yeah. beginning. And it's slowly, slowly burning each episode. Is, um, I'm enjoying it more. And this one, it was really the heart wrencher, the plugs on your heartstrings. And yeah. It. I, I enjoyed this episode a lot. This is probably my favorite episode. And it had no action, really. Like, real action, like how the other episodes did. And um, I kind of do like how the first, in contrast now, how the first episodes were yeah because it almost in a way meant nothing <laughs> <laughs> you like that yeah because it made it such a dramatic shift mm. when we got to the asylum stuff yeah it made me question like was any of that real like i really thought they could have went none of that is real mark specter is definitely insane and he was never a superhero and he just sees all these avengers and stuff and on tv and he made up a superhero identity that's why i found was super fun about the comic was like it's teetering on can i trust the main character who's yeah. telling me what he's telling me mm -hmm. or what the world 
views it as whatever what right. everyone else is saying. Yeah, I thought that was the fun part, and it kind of got to that point in this in the show. Uh-huh. And still, like, there's like three layers in this in this yeah three layer dip right now. Where are we in? <laughs> which is the real one, and it's kind of fun. We got through the sour cream. Yeah, the salsa. We're in the guac now. We're teetering onto the beans. Is there is there another <laughs> level? I don't know. Um, one more episode finale is coming. Yeah. Do you think we'll really in- get introduced to the third identity or is that still being teased? I think it's going to be like, uh, at most, like the last fourth of the episode. We'll, okay. we'll maybe meet this character and he's going to be really what's going to pull us into the next property of Moon Knight. What is that? The next movie, another season. I think mm-hmm. they're calling it a limited series, but still yeah. we, don't, we have no idea what their plans are. So I think that's what's going to pull us into the next thing is this promise of a third uh, identity. Entity. Okay. I think they're going to, you know, dangle that that carrot in front of us. Will we That's see, my idea. Yeah. I, I think we will get like an end credit with him or something like that. Or yeah. he won't be revealed till the everything's finished. Like we defeated the Amit God or whatever. And then we'll be like, oh, there's a third. And his name is this. Do you think it'd be fun if that we follow that character first the next time we see Moon Knight? Like that we're heavily into that character. It's just like, like it feels like a brand new character is Moon Knight almost. Do you think now that Mark and Steven are dead that Conchu will pull the third identity out first and make him Moon Knight and that's interesting what save it, them like when we pop up into the real world it's been like a good couple of hours already and he's been walking around as his third guy yeah it could be anything now <laughs> <laughs> We really don't know. All right. Last question. Uh, with all the God stuff, are we going to see Gore, the God Butcher? Uh, I don't think so. I think they're going to save that for the There's movie. There's no tease at all? Maybe a, uh, maybe a tease. What do you, how do you see that tease going on? We see his face. We see Christian Bale there. Yeah. We already saw the Thor trailer. I thought it was going to be some type of connection to think, why they were holding that back. I think we'll be back in the um, inside the, the pyramid. And you know how all the gods had their avatars there? Okay. Like a council meeting or whatever? Yeah. I think they, they're there doing that. Maybe they're just judging Amit or something and then um, they all get slain wow okay and this gore is there like it's Christian Bale it's like Egyptian pantheon it's gonna be like a murder scene or whatever yeah crime scene yeah I think it could because like why was he not in the teaser yet for Thor he's maybe the biggest name on the list of actors there my guess is he's gonna be teased in this so that way he'll be revealed in the full trailer which will come in front of Doctor Strange okay okay I can see that going on but I see like a teaser I don't know if we actually see like full front we see gore christian bale i think we will i think it will be like a pan from like his feet up to his face and once we see his face it's like cut to black Ooh, okay so I, i'm no not, explanation so if, if you don't know who that is you're gonna be like what is going on <laughs> who is this guy yeah. in all white and it has to be a end credit scene that way it doesn't affect the story of the main show you're right it's just gonna lead into the next thing yeah I wouldn't hate it, but I'm I'm questioning if they're if Marvel's willing to let that go to like use that, but because they leave these end credit scenes for the biggest movies a lot of the time, I think. Yeah. So Doctor Strange is is in in a week. It's gonna be out already. Right. So I think they'll leave it for that. Okay. Okay. Mm, <laughs> I, I I don't want to spoil anything. Like I don't want to spoil your wishes of it not happening. But it'd be great to see. But and that's my guess. All right. Well, by the time you hear this, Moon Knight will be out like tomorrow night. <laughs> So, oh, the next one? Yeah. 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 So we got one more episode of this. I can't wait. Moon Knight I'm loving so far. And if 
the finale doesn't disappoint, it could be my favorite Marvel series. Wow. I, I think the way it started off, I could never say it's my favorite Marvel series. Uh, I think the pacing is is what's throwing me off. Okay. Right. Overall. The but Moon Knight like fan the, doesn't like the Moon Knight show. I want you to think about it. I don't know. It's just how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back next week with a finale episode. Don't want to miss it. Please subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on all major podcast platforms. And uh, that way you'll get this show and the regular show that comes out on Wednesdays. And you can continue the conversation of Moon Knight, the Disney Plus series on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all of those social medias. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. One more show left. Daniel, do you want to hear with the outro? Rise, my fist of vengeance, my Moon Knight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.